Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello everybody, my name is Louise Greenwood and I'm Director of Education at Wessex LMCs and I'm delighted you're joining us for another one of our audio podcasts. And I'm very pleased this afternoon to be chatting to um, Emma Clack, who is Team Manager of Wellbeing Matters, which is the BSW Staff Support Hub. And Ed Rendell, one of our medical directors and a GP in Wiltshire. So welcome, Emma, and welcome, Ed. Hi. Hi. Um, so, Emma, what is the um, BSW Staff Support Hub? So we're a staff support hub, one of 40 that um, were created after kind of COVID um, for health and social care staff. So all health and social care staff across BSW, which is Baines and North East Somerset, Swindon and Wiltshire. So if you work in that area, we are a well-being service that's available to you. So we have kind of three different offers if we're talking about the GP practices and primary care. So what we, our main offer, I would say, is, is personal support. So we offer a specialist assessment, which is fully confidential, and you can um, self-refer, but actually now, say you were a manager and you had some concerns about somebody or a colleague, if you um, had done some well-being conversations and you wanted to refer, as long as you had consent from that person, you could refer them to us. Okay, so and let's just, can I just unpick that a little bit? So yeah. if you want some personal support, so so I just, we've just seen earlier, I just come back from holiday, I'm a bit fed up. Am I the right person to come and say, I'm a bit fed up? Or what, what are you looking for when you say personal support? To be fair, what we would look for is if you're kind of feeling low, if you're struggling at work, little bits of anxiety, if you're feeling little bits of burnout, anything really initially that you feel isn't right in regards to your well-being to start with, I think you can either give us a, a call or send an email into the um, inbox and then we call you and we would have a chat, um, a brief chat initially and make a plan from there. And that would then decide, do we just need to say, perhaps we could signpost you to some other right organisations. So if it was a bit to do with sort of finance, but it was lower level, we could just signpost you on. If, if we felt that there was more going on, then we could offer you a specialist assessment that's fully confidential from that, we then again kind of formulate a plan and that could be that we decide that we could offer um, some support of our own. With um, So we've got psychologists in the team. I'm a mental health nurse and also another uh, band six mental health nurse. So we would look potentially at who is best to support you and what you needed and we could do some brief intervention. So are we talking about... Um Anybody in primary care? I don't know what you think, Ed. I don't know. Does this sound sort of thing that you think GPs might want to get involved in? And if they're feeling, how, how would they be feel, have to be feeling? What, what do you think, um, Ed, from a GP's point of view? Yeah, I think it. Um, I've certainly signposted to some GPs about the wellbeing hub even today. Mm -hmm. So I think, I hope so. And I think it would be helpful to. I, I guess the question that came up for me with this, perhaps to Louise's point earlier, is am I at the right level? Am I worthy enough to to sort of, approach am i am yeah. i bothering you um, would perhaps be a uh, a thought and I, I guess put myself the other bit would be the just the confidentiality sort of keeping things um private would be the two sort of feelings i would have so i would say everybody's worthy if there's something that is feeling not right then 
give us, make contact because then we can talk that out with you. Um, and obviously for GPs, there are other services that perhaps other people in the, in the surgery don't get, but that doesn't matter because then we can refer you on and make those referrals to you. For example, is it practitioner health or something? But we can actually do that referral for you. Um, what was what were the confidentiality? Yeah. So we w- the first thing we would say is that obviously the, the assessment is fully confidential. We don't need... Um, to be speaking to your manager or anyone else you work with about that. The only thing we do is we keep our um, the information on a system called IACTUS. So we might need your address and it does connect to your GP surgery, but we wouldn't be contacting them either. So they wouldn't know. And the only time, obviously, we would breach confidentiality is if there was risk and that would be risk yeah. to yourself potentially or risk to others, whether that be direct or through your work because you're not... Um, at a place that you should be. So I think the same that any clinicians would sort of mm. say to a patient. Yeah, I think it's standard. Okay, that's yeah, really helpful. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I suppose the only other point, I think um, we were talking about, you know, all, I think you're saying all the staff uh, can access this and I'm sure you're about to come on to it, but is, that, is there something that's available for like teams across, yeah. does it have to be a personal, I say you're saying right. a personal thing, but can you say our team is in, in trouble or struggling with something? In- yeah. So basically, the other thing we offer, so the second thing is, and this is our main offers, are kind of like team support. So with that, it would work similar in a similar way. So, um, and I've had some referrals um, from sort of practice managers. They would contact us um, and we would arrange like a Teams meeting, a consultation, and we would talk about what's going on um, within that team or organisation, what stresses. Um, what pressures obviously we need to understand that there's a difference between managerial structural ones but then and but that's how that's impacting people and then we could look to create some sort of training package or support package so I have been speaking to a practice manager and what we had done is offered um, which I'm going to go to in a minute a month of well-being so first of all it was going to be some of the well-being conversation training to some of the practice managers i will talk about that in a minute and then from there they may be able to unpick perhaps what was going on in the team through those conversations or we could just go with what the main practice manager was saying so stress burnout etc so then we could do some bespoke stress and burnout training we also do things for example on compassionate leadership we can also do um, things like a reflective space, but from that, we can facilitate a team to kind of learn how to faci- facilitate and do that sort of reflective space themselves moving on so they wouldn't okay. always need us. Mm-hmm. And then, Emma, before you go on, I mean, yeah, this is a fantastic range of resources. I had yeah. absolutely no idea you would do so much. Yeah. And also have, so you would be the, you're, you in a sense triage so the first port of call is you and then you can push people in all sorts of different directions and is this fully funded so we are funded by nhs england okay this is all like yeah we this is what we can do for you and then on top of that we also offer we could do some well-being exercise sort of 
you know mindfulness for 15 minutes like for them we might do one one a week so it, and it might be a bit of yoga we could come in and do things like that because we've got some skills like that within the team wow okay. so we we do the kind of the training stuff and the facilitation but then we can do actual the practical work as well and um, you and it sounds like because i was a little bit concerned when you first said about people referring and someone from your team it sounds like you're absolutely on the fact that it could be a performance management hre sort of issue yeah, or yeah. it could be something very much very much more aligned with the mental health and well-being so if people are yeah. concerned about that you would be able to help a manager through the minefield of what might be going on here and you would know when you can help and when you can't help and what sort of help yeah because with teams we we need to be clear that obviously Mm. there's certain structures in place and things that should have happened like you know we've got policies procedures we've got to follow uh, and we would check that that's been done first and then if people are still left feeling in a particular way then we can come in and look at that side of things and is it the whole team together so multidisciplinary is it with nurses with receptionist with practice or is it a team of receptionists or maybe a team either or either or so with the the one that we've been planning is with a mix and then and then we try and do it in advance so that people can and and what we would do as well like so say we did a stress and burnout training session we could provide it more than once because obviously we're aware that not all of the team are able to go to one at the same time so that's what we we, we've done we've offered a couple of uh different sessions so that everybody can hopefully go and can this be i don't know some of some of the questions we get in ed at at the lmc or some sort of there's a culturally the practice isn't possibly as well aligned as it might be and relationships aren't quite as good as they should be so that might be from a a legacy of many many years ago or something else completely different is not low mood now but would you be able to look at that i don't know whether uh, do you think that sort of thing might be helpful with some of the questions we get in um, yeah again today i had a a similar question so yeah interesting the answer the only thing i wanted to point out um perhaps within this as well would be just because we're obviously it's a Wessex wide thing and I'm aware I think I just want to double check with you Emma there's so I know there's a Dorset there's a Hampshire version a BSW version and I think um because we met at the um our practice managers conference and I I think I met the others just to double check there is a Frimley um version as well great so we got so everyone on our podcast in our patches covered by their respective areas they do all work very differently so I can't say that yes but, I mean, very similar, and there, uh, you know, we are aiming to work sim- in a similar way. But in regards to the kind of getting involved with things to do with management and that sort of thing, it might come up in training in what is needed to support. So, for example, we know that good supervision, good conversations, good relationships with managers, etc., and stuff like that would be are needed but then we could probably look at the compassionate leadership um training because that does look at that sort of thing so how to be Mm. a compassionate leader so it might be that we wouldn't get involved but we can provide some training around sort of that sort of thing if it's not something the practices have are we talking face to face emma will you actually go into the practice or are we talking about um online support I think, again, either or at the moment, people are still saying it's easier for them to do it on Teams because, you know, where people are and et cetera. But also certain things we're more than happy to start moving and coming into surgeries and doing stuff. And do you have a feeling for the fact that we should be doing more face to face? Do you think actually some of the things you're coming across, it would help people to be all in the same room at the same time? Yeah, and 
we're doing some training this week, not with um, GPs, but it's it's for a team day over two days. And we're going to be going there and just doing it back on, you know, the overhead projector and doing some um, stuff with them. So that feels quite nice. So I think it is quite nice to be going back to that. Yeah. So what, what, have you enjoyed, what have you enjoyed the most about the role so far? What have you, have you, have you had particular things that you found interesting or satisfying either with one-to-ones or teams? Both. I like both. But also because I was a manager in a access service, I'm just really enjoying using my clinical skills again. And mm. so I was doing those assessments and I'm helping and being creative and helping it look what we can do um, and learning about different things because it's less about sort of um, the extreme mental health conditions, but more around well-being and, and, and self-compassion and yep. different ways of working. And some of my sessions are more feel like problem solving and counselling and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed all of it. And it's just really nice now we've got a team because it started off with two of us. So the clinical lead and me. And then we got some part time psychology that it's only since May that we've got an assistant psychologist. Ros has joined us. And we've got a band six who can do the assessments as well that we can start thinking about being more creative as well because we're chasing our tell. If an assessment came in, everything else would get put to the side because we had to assess. So, yeah. So, Roz is, think- so Roz is just, as you just mentioned her, she's on the team with us at the moment, not, not oh, yeah. speaking, but just is sort of to, to learn about the podcast and as a, as a comedy yeah, sorry, yeah. from within. And that's fine. It's yeah. just that people will think, oh, I wonder who the Roz is. So, um, Ed, you wanted to come in there? Well, it's just, I was just a reflection. I think you sort of mentioned two things that if you'd spoken to me about two years ago, I'd have said, what on earth is that? Sort of compassionate leadership and self-compassion. And it's just, yeah, just really interesting areas to sort of get into. I've, I've only done yeah. a sort of very brief um, compassionate leadership course online, just very basics and sort of listen to an audiobook on that. But yeah, it's an interesting area to get into that more well-being um, and sort of healthiness. So yeah, interesting, uh, interesting topic areas. I think some of the um, one of the other health and wellbeing hubs I've talked to actually they just say they are offering the sort and you might be doing the same Emma that they will come to the beginning of a meeting, yeah. zoom in for five minutes or ten minutes and just kind of set the scene and set the standards and I think that's a really interesting thing. Okay. So um, I, I, I would encourage anybody to be invited to that to, to see what it. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like because I am it sounds like from what you're nodding there Emma that you, you would also do something like that so so tell me more about that no I, I was going to say we would we can attend meetings and kind of tell them about we're more than happy to attend to meetings tell them what we do yeah but I would be interested to see what they're doing in that as well because it's like yeah we, that's not something we've done yet but would yeah. be well I'll join you up once I've yeah. seen it in action and that yeah. and that's one of the joys of this isn't it everybody and as you were saying Ed we do have complete coverage from Essex LMCs for health and wellbeing hubs from all over our patch, but that everybody's working very differently and playing to their strengths. I don't know anybody else, um, Emma, who's leading as a mental health nurse lead. So, so that that's one of the things, isn't it, that your you know your training is obviously really helping. When we started the conversation, you were talking about it's um, health and social care. Yeah, and I just wondered, do, is is there any advantage, and do you? blend some of the training so we've got people from GP practice also learning from other um, from other sectors no we provide all the training but we provide training or so that's who are able to access our service so it's not just the NHS it's health and social care so social workers 
um, care homes, um, people sort of going out into the community support, all stuff like that. So that's who we cover. But do so, so if you're putting on a webinar, I know we're going to come yeah. up to talk about webinars. Can people from all those sectors? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Together? So there should be some cross fertilization of ideas, and as we're moving for the ICS and all learning together and working together, yeah. there could be some real benefits of that, couldn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So and that so I was think I was talking about the React um, mental health training. So it's something that we can provide to GP practices, um, and really it's just a framework um, that allows gives you a framework to have well being conversations. Maybe if you're a manager with your staff, but it doesn't need to be that way. It can be um, sort of peer to peer. Whoever you could have anybody in the in the practice for training it. So it's a framework that really introduces sort of active listening skills um, and allows you to support sort of um, your colleagues and your team. And then from there, it gives you a, a checklist of risk when you can, um, when you don't need to help, when you could help and have a conversation and make a plan or when you need to refer on to other services. And maybe one of those services would be ourselves. So it's a so good is this way. encouraging a person from within the team to become more of a sort of a well-being a lead yeah yes okay okay and and would you say that every practice would you like every practice in bsw to have someone like this yeah we that would be great so we did our first training today and there were three people from one practice that was a big practice yeah and then we had um, two people who were social prescribers, which was great. So, and you know, in the practice, you had the admin, an admin lead, a practice manager as well. So, I think it's good that it's from all different levels because it's kind of based around if you see somebody and you notice they're acting. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that out of character, though, and, uh, uh, and it teaches you or helps you to. St- start that conversation and find out what's going on and, and, and see what's happening and then where to go from there really so yeah so Ed as a GP would you think a GP would be a good person to be the champion or would you think that actually it'd be best to have somebody else on the team would you think it doesn't matter is it all about the individual what do you think how do you think GP is going to respond to that I think it doesn't matter I think it's um I think there's advantages and disadvantages in both. So, but yeah, I don't think particularly it, it needs to be a GP and, and there's advantages or not, but I don't think you'd exclude a GP who's keen to to look at this. I, I like the concept. I think uh, sort of uh, we're talking, Louise and I, and the LMC about a first aider in the building and a mental health first aider. And a, I think, you know, this is a slightly different thing, which is sort of pushing into um, well-being. And I think, yeah, really, I like the concept. It's a, it's a great concept. So I think you go with who's, who's, willing and enthusiastic to to do that and then yeah that'd be an amazing um sort of end point if we're looking at most practices having that connection in and uh you know we described the size of the team and you're looking at the whole um structures and the whole integrated care um system so enabling organizations to do it themselves is uh perhaps going to be the longer term model which is yeah a, a great idea yeah. So, Emma, people haven't got time to do anything at the moment and they haven't got everybody. Morale is generally quite low in general practice. People are sort of stressed and capacity is difficult. How can you encourage people to find time to do something like this? I mean, I think what we need, to, you know, we should be encouraging people to take their breaks anyway and stuff like that. So if there's things that we potentially put on in the future, we've 
discuss that would it be at lunchtime I know people um, work different times but I also think it's about the team and managers and that kind of leadership like that compassionate leadership ensuring that there is time for well-being because we know that if people take care of themselves like we were talking about the self-compassion all those other things that helps with their resilience to deal with and be able to cope with the stresses of that we know we're all experiencing at the moment anyway but it is important that we take time out and that we provide that for the team to help with that burnout and all those other things like that so I think it's just being in a supportive environment that we ensure people are given time really and how are you accessing the practices how are you sort of telling people about what you're doing and are you finding you're getting quite quite a good reception and quite a lot of interest or is it quite slow at the moment in private so it's it's been difficult so we initially last year we drove round to a lot of the ones in Wiltshire and dropped off chocolates and posters Obviously, we attended the practice manager's event. And, you know, to be fair, we did get some people who've contacted us. I've met for a meeting, but now that's gone dry. So I do try and email them and remind them. But I understand they're really busy and it's August, the summer, but I'm hoping they do sort of reconnect. There's a couple of people that we made a plan with, but at the moment it's gone dry. So emails, every now and I, I just put emails out we are looking at some things that we're going to do to outreach um but it's just timing with that it'll probably be sort of the next autumn quarter now while we get some ideas together for what we're going to do with that so yeah it's not the easiest but obviously this would be helpful yeah i guess that's but hopefully this is part of it because yeah linking what louise said and i agree with the context of why you're here and why you're needed or the you know we're, we're still in a in a global pandemic it's been a huge yeah. amount of effort from uh, teams across the board and you know I'm, I'm sure there is a, a need out there and then it's sort of connecting with a uh, a newer service and um and try it so i guess that's you know that's the question is it do you think do you think your team would benefit from an, at least a conversation around this and then if that is the case then um i'm sure we'll, we'll try and put links for you louise in the podcast sort of like so perhaps for each area how to click on the website for each yeah, uh, well-being hub and i think you know if you're listening to this and you think maybe then why not click on the link and then just make that initial contact and see where it goes from there um, and we've so what what they've launched as well across the the country is a self-assessment tool so that's on our website as well so if they don't initially want to um make contact because they're you know they're not sure i think this helps with that being unsure what it is it takes about 15 minutes in a series of different questionnaires including like your anxiety one your low mood one and it will feed back to you with some scores and a little bit of feedback and then it will ask you following on from that if you would like to be referred to your local hub so then it will ask you where you live and then it clicks onto that and then it will send us an email and then we can make contact um to to you who filled in the tool so actually it takes a little bit of that away that sort of worry about contacting us i think that's good how vulnerable do you encourage people to be at some of the team sessions because i can imagine some people feeling actually i don't really want to let on i'm just holding it in because they're nervous about what people say or might be judged yeah what, what do you expect from the people who are sitting in the room on the sessions so it, so if I if we take it as like the same as a webinar, because we provide a webinar series, so anybody can email in and join that, and they're on a series of topics that I can go over um, at the end. Um, 
during that time, it's kind of up to them how much they um, engage. But we would ensure that we say, obviously, it's not recorded. It's a safe space. And it is about it's not about people attending so that they can go and work with maybe their patients in that way. It's for people who are going through that. And during that time, we would sort of say if any of this is triggering, you know, you can turn off your camera, you can kind of, you know, leave. You don't need to engage. You can just listen. And allow that to kind of happen. I think that would be similar how we would do it in a room, but also then we ensure that at the end of the webinar or at the end of any training, they're fully aware of the service that we do for people individually. And then if they if it brought things up that they thought they were struggling, but they didn't want to speak about it, I'd like to think that it would perhaps then make them think that they could maybe give us a call or an email and talk to one-to-one about it. But we'd always make sure that it's safe that if any of it was going to trigger anything that they're able to, you know, leave the room or whatever, you know. So, yeah, it's always considered. That's reassuring. Thank you, Emma. Yeah, yeah. This has been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I've learned so much. Um, and I think it's going to really help certainly us as an LMC with more signposting that we, we try and do anyway. Yeah. But I think the more we can do that, I think one of the things I'd like to stress um, before we go on to the webinar series is just that if people are at capacity themselves, if they have a colleague who seems to be also needing help, you can't always give out what you need, what you think they need, because you haven't got the capacity yourself because you're just absolutely full. So I just think that people don't have to think they have to find the resources within themselves to help the team. There are people like you and other yeah. all over the country to help. And don't feel when you're emotionally exhausted, you can't, you're not always in the best place to give out what you need to, to colleagues. So please reach out to others um, yeah. who, are, who are experienced, who've got the capacity. The other thing is, these services are being provided for primary care. If primary care don't pick up on them and use them, they're going to be taken away. And I'm really concerned that the reason they're not being used is because people haven't got the capacity. It's not that they're not needed. So I just want to encourage people to make the most of it. And as Ed goes back to sort of, am I worthy enough to, am I bad bad enough to contact you? Abs don't feel like that. Just contact you and you will then take through, find out more about the individual or the team and you will there, because you're experienced in this, can signpost them to the, to the absolutely appropriate resources but um, please use them so you've got a webinar series coming up and I think that that's obviously, obviously all on your website which we'll put a link into yeah. but do you want to just run through a couple of the topics Emma so, that's coming up yeah so currently we do grief and loss coping with low me- mood making sense of trauma at work coping with worries and stress uh, breaking free of burnout and menopause they run monthly um, we've got some other ones that are coming up one on loneliness and some other ones in the pipeline and they would just run monthly um, they're on the website and it tells you where you email to get added to the list to attend fantastic yeah um, we've learned loads haven't we Ed? i think this has been great absolutely yeah really interesting thank you Thank you, Emma. Um, It's been great to talk to you. Um, And we won't end the conversation here in the sense that we will keep having conversations. I've had to come back to you in a couple of months' time, seeing what else you can can offer and how else we can support primary care. So thank you so much, Ed, um, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Emma. Um, Rosie in the background, that's been great. And thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it's been useful. We will put links to all the health and wellbeing hubs with the podcast on our website. So do join us again for another one of our podcasts and goodbye for now. Thank you. Wessex LMCs, supporting you and your practice.